Good morning for Thursday, December 8, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Britain suffers as a bystander to crisis. FDA overruled on availability of after-sex pill and one entrepreneur's rival in China, the state. In today's national headlines, Democrats see a two-horse race, adding whip. City struggles to stem its soaring homicide rate in New Orleans, and Blagojevich is sentenced to 14 years in prison for corruption. In today's business headlines, European banks are forced to raise new capital. In Europe, traders and bonds fear for their jobs, and the White House pushes a vote on consumer agency chief. There will be more business stories, of course, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from London, entitled Britain Suffers as a Bystander to Crisis. No matter what happens at the European summit meeting on the Euro and Brussels that begins Thursday, Britain is sure to lose. There is looming recognition at 10 Downing Street that if the euro falls, Britain will sink with everyone else. But if Europe manages to pull itself together by forging closer unity among the 17 countries that use the euro, then Britain faces being ever more marginalized in decisions on the continent. Many Europeans have been irritated by British conservatives' quiet satisfaction throughout the crisis with the decision not to join the euro, the United Kingdom ostentatiously kept its currency, the pound, particularly when juxtaposed with the panic over Britain's inability to have any significant impact on Europe's biggest crisis since the end of the Cold War. Germany is the unquestioned leader of Europe, said Charles Grant, director of the Center for European Reform. France is definitely subordinate to Germany, and Britain has less influence than at any time I can recall. Of particular concern here is the health of Britain's financial industry, a vital economic engine at a time of slowing growth and deep cuts in government spending, which is seen to be vulnerable to new European regulations that could hurt British competitiveness in global markets. Despite all that is at stake, Prime Minister David Cameron's coalition government looks doomed to be cast in the role of impotent bystander, torn between anti-Europe forces and European leaders' moves toward greater fiscal integration on the continent with or without Britain. On Wednesday, Cameron told a fractious parliament that his main goal in Brussels was to seek safeguards for Britain and protect our own national interest by resisting measures like a proposed financial transaction tax. But such Britain-centric rhetoric has annoyed the brokers of Europe's future, Chancellor Angela Merkel of Germany and President Nicolas Sarkozy of France, who are trying to find a way to save the euro while imposing legally binding fiscal discipline on the continent's floundering southern economies. They've not been shy about expressing their frustration. Six weeks ago, after Cameron tried to inject himself into talks about the euro, Sarkozy said bluntly, You have lost a good opportunity to shut up. He later added, We are sick of you criticizing us and telling us what to do. You say you hate the euro, and now you want to interfere in our meetings. Stephen Fielding, director of the Center for British Politics at the University of Nottingham, said Cameron might sound off to look good to his backbenchers, but in Europe he hasn't got much to negotiate with. It's been made clear that France and Germany can do whatever the hell they like and Britain can say yes or no, but it doesn't matter since they'll do it anyway.